Hi, everybody, and welcome to That's Life, where I promise you it's me. It's just allergy season here, and the entire New York City seems to be blanketed in pollen. That's exactly the way I feel. Good morning, folks, and thanks for listening. I'm Miriam L. Wallach, <coughs> general manager here at the Nachum Siegel Network, and the voice, well, not exactly the voice, but definitely the face of my new little project, Breaking Bread Oven, on Instagram. Please follow me at Breaking Bread Oven. I appreciate your support. Gotten a lot of anecdotal feedback. People are enjoying the videos. People want to know what I do with the challahs. People want to know why I'm not gaining weight. Yeah, all the classic questions. I'm getting everything. But you can find me here every Thursday right after Allison and right before Nahum's live lunch. And, of course, our thoughts, our hearts, our minds are all in Israel. We, we stand in solidarity with our brethren in the Holy Land. We pray for their safety and security. We pray for for this to end that is for sure there are rallies folks there are rallies all over the united states over the next couple of days we highly encourage everyone to be active and proud members of the global jewish community as we stand side by side with our loved ones in israel there is a rally today there's a rally today in times square that's Times Square at 47th Street, 47th and 7th, today at 5.30. Bring your flags. Bring your Israeli flags. Bring your American flags. It won't be, shall we say, without excitement, the way New York City has unfortunately been sharing a number of anti-Semitic anecdotes over the last number of days, and of course in California and shuls that have been desecrated in Florida. There's a tremendous amount of rampant anti-Semitism going on globally. It is our opportunity to stand up and say no. No, no more, no more. We stand with Israel. We are proud Jews. Someone posted on Facebook this morning, she lives in the London area. She posted that she has stopped wearing her her Star of David necklace because she is afraid. Don't be afraid. Be proud, be strong, stand up, say, I am a Jew, and I stand with Israel. That rally is today at 47th and 7th at 5.30 p.m. There are a number of other rallies taking place over the weekend. I know that there is also one, sorry, <coughs> there's also one in uh, World Trade Center, on the at the World Trade Center this Monday, sorry, this Sunday at 11 a.m. And in addition, there's one in Great Neck, there's one in Great Neck, at 3 p.m. in in uh, at Grace Avenue Park. That's 3 p.m. So again, this Sunday, 11 a.m. at 7 World Trade Center, the northwest corner of Greenwich and Barkley. 3 p.m. on Long Island in Great Neck, New York, at Grace Avenue Park. And 3 p.m. in Rochester. Way to go, Rochester. At the Lewis S. Walk JCC. There's also one, I think we have said, in uh, in Charlotte, correct? In Charlotte, that's today. Charlotte is also having a rally at 6 p.m. today. Folks, get active. Do your part. It can't. <laughs> the Israelis and our brethren in Israel, they're certainly pulling their weight. They are doing their part. We have to do our part from here. And I know it's very difficult as we cannot, many of us cannot get into Israel right now. I do not have a first degree relative living in Israel. And therefore, with all the vaccinations and all the this and all of that, I still not get to get, cannot get into Israel. And it is heartbreaking for me. If I could, I would. Somebody said to me last week when I said, what can I do? They said, get on a plane and, and put together a, a solidarity mission of, of vaccinated people. I said, solidarity mission of vaccinated people? We'd go in a second. We still can't get in. We're all vaccinated, or many of us are vaccinated. 
So nevertheless, there are still plenty that we can do from here. And of course, if you did not already write to your representatives in Congress, I highly recommend you do so. You can still fill out and follow all of the forms on the APAC website. It is easy to get involved. It is easy to do something. It is important to be a proud Jew. And today, I recommend every single time we're on the air to please get vaccinated. I know in your mind, you're like, how did she go from rally to support Israel to be a proud Jew to vaccine? Yeah. We're trying to accomplish herd immunity. And I will tell you that over Shavuos, being at the youngest rule of Woodmere, where so many people were comfortable enough because we have been vaccinated, so many people were comfortable enough, including myself, to sit in shul without a mask on and sit closer to another human being in, with whom I do not live than I have in 15 months. It was beautiful. Shul was packed. It was wonderful. We davened together. We sang together. We said hallel together. We davened for the state of Israel together. Folks, get vaccinated. We can only get closer to normalcy if we achieve herd immunity, and that is also something that you can be a part of. Let's do the fortune cookie. I know I'm doing fortune cookie a little bit earlier than usual, but I keep forgetting it. So I figured let me just do it and get it out of the way. Jewels are the gift of fortune while character comes from within. Nice. I like that a lot. I have plenty of character, probably too much depending on who you ask. National holidays today. Today is National Rescue Dog Day. It's International Red Sneakers Day. I have absolutely no idea what that's about. That's for sure. It's World Bee Day. Anybody else a big fan of the bee movie? I love that movie. I was driving back from Lakewood last week. As you know, we did a wonderful show at Deluxe Bistro in Lakewood. We thank Lawrence again and the entire team there. It was absolutely a great Thursday last week. On my way back, every time another bug hit my my windshield, I remembered the bee movie. It's like, you know, when those bugs are talking to each other, like, where are you going? Well, I'm looking for a ride down south. Anyway, if you have no idea what I'm talking about, bee movie is a classic. It's also Weights and Measures Day. Not sure what that means, but I don't feel like being weighted, weighed, or measured. That is for sure. And it's also Eliza Doolittle Day, which, if you don't know what that's a reference to, folks, Broadway is reopening. Hopefully, My Fair Lady will make a resurgence, will make a comeback at some point or another. God, is that a wonderful play. You're listening to That's Life here at the Nahum Siegel Network. I am joined by Shira Lankin-Sheps. She is the writer, photographer, and clinically trained therapist. She is the creator and publisher of The Layers Project magazine, an online magazine that explored in-depth insights into the challenges and triumphs of the lives of Jewish women. She is passionate about creating spaces for stories that need to be told and changing the dialogue around stigmatized topics. And most recently... A publication by Toby Press, which is a division of Corin Publishers. The Layers Project has been published into a beautiful hardcover book. Layers, Personal Narratives of Struggle, Growth, and Resilience from Jewish Women is a collection of over 30 personal narratives featuring the challenges and triumphs of Jewish women, women living in Israel. Written in their own voices, each chapter is unique in offering a narrative full of raw emotion and universal experiences. These women teach us how to love through suffering and how to live beyond heartache. They teach us how to be sensitive to those who are different from us and open our minds to realities we never knew. Shira, good morning, or I should say good afternoon to you in Israel, Erev Tov. Erev <laughs> Tov, Boker Tov to you. Thank you. Uh, y'all, excuse 
My voice is worse than yours. We got allergy season here, too. Yeah, so both of us are in the same boat. First, I have to ask you that you, I have to just check in with you and your family. I'm sure it's been exceedingly trying. I just want to make sure that you and your family are safe. Thank God we are safe. We live in Yerushalayim. And so uh, we were we spent some time in the bomb shelter on that very first night on Yom Yerushalayim. It was very traumatic for us. It was our first time we're new Olim. Um, but I guess it's a part of the experience of living here in Israel. So um, we are okay. We are all over Israel. I'm having a little bit of trouble hearing you. Say it again. Shira? Mayor, my kid. Yeah, I'm here. Oh, okay. There you are. No, I the, you trailed off a little bit. My, I have an uncle who lives in Yushalayim also, and when I expressed to him last week or the week before at this point how sorry I am that everyone's going through this, he said to me, it comes with the territory. And, um, you know, to me, that, that sort of was like, you know, the answer of we didn't expect an easy life. It shouldn't be so difficult to have an easy life here, but we didn't expect an easy life. Yeah, I mean, we didn't really expect it either, but the first time that you experience it when you're sitting in your home and I was doing laundry and feeding the kids and my kid just came out of the shower and all of a sudden I was talking to my father and the sirens went off and we didn't have any preparation. There was no warning. It doesn't happen here. And uh, just that moment of, of, I didn't realize that it was a real siren until I heard the explosions over my head. Ugh. And I, I don't think I'll ever forget that moment. Got it. Uh, well, just know that our thoughts and our prayers are certainly with you. And um, we should hope that a peaceful solution comes to everyone in Israel soon and that you are able to go into Shabbos with a beautiful Shabbos and, um, you know, and peace and quiet. That is for sure. But let's Amen. Amen, indeed. Let's talk about layers. Now, it started as a project, literally and figuratively. It started as an online magazine project. And here we are, a beautiful, I mean, this to me is an ultimate compliment, a beautiful coffee table book in which these unbelievable stories are really captured and highlighted in so many different ways. Talk to me about how your online project became this publication. Yeah, you know, um, we started the, the Layers Project four, year, four and a half years ago wow. as a photojournalism blog. One day I just said, I posted online and I said, you know, I'm looking to tell, tell the stories of Jewish women and photograph them, talking about the challenges and triumphs of their lives. Is anybody interested in doing this with me? And within the first hour, 20 women reached out to me, and I was like, huh, there's something here. <laughs> um, and then within a year, uh, the project exploded. There were so many followers. People every, every week, thousands and thousands of more people were following. And um, women started submitting essays um, because there was just so much to say. So a year after we started, we, we launched a full online magazine for Jewish women. And then three years ago, when I made Aliyah, someone reached out to me a few days after I had made Aliyah and said, listen, um, you know, she was working at a big Jewish publishing house, and she said, you know, this is really amazing. We would love for your content that you've already done to become, you know, we'd like to print it as a coffee table book. And I, I just couldn't say no. It wasn't a good fit with that publisher, but I found the right publisher in mm. Toby Press, which is, of course, Corn Publishers in Jerusalem. And the twist was that they said, we don't want to publish your old content. We want brand new content. And so the first year of my Aliyah, I spent traveling up and down 
this country, meeting the women, the amazing women of this country, and uh, writing a book. It's unbelievable. I mean, you're basically unpacking your lift, and somebody's like, listen, I love the work that you do. I know that you're still jet-lagged, but hey, you want to start doing this with us? I mean, that's got to be incredibly (laughs) validating. You know what? I just couldn't say no. If you had asked me at that point, Shira, do you want to write a book? I'd be like, of course I want to write a book. But, oh, that's, you know, future Shira's problem. But when someone presents you with an opportunity that you just can't say no to, um, it didn't matter that I should have been acclimating and, (laughs) you know, like I was getting a a washing machine and delivered to my house at the same time as I was meeting people and interviewing them and, it was, it was pretty wild. Well, I think it's a classic, almost it's a classic uh, Aliyah story that, you know, you land, you're there. Okay, now what are you going to do? Where's your part? Where is your angle as to in part of building Israeli society and being part of the future of Israel? And I think that that this book and doing that new research, as much as I'm sure it was exhausting for you, that new research and sharing these stories specifically of women who are living in Israel, to me, is is such a mind-boggling and, and forward-thinking like perspective on how we need to speak about issues in the Jewish community and how we need to speak openly about things. And if this is your contribution, well, how great is that? This is your contribution. I have, It's very kind of you to say thank you. You know, my husband, uh, when we got off the plane, he gave me a necklace and it said, and it was so true. <clears throat> so much in my life changed, but Really, I found like a reinvigoration of the work, and I feel so blessed to do this work. It's so fulfilling, and it really, it really fits my passions in life, and so I'm really glad to contribute this work. No, I, I think it's fantastic. You're listening to That's Life here at the Nachum Siegel Network, and Shira Lankin-Sheps joins me. She's the founder of The Layers Project and now author of Layers, Personal Narratives of Struggle, Growth, and Resilience from Jewish Women. It is 30 outstanding stories, and each narrative is coupled with an unbelievable set of, of photographs which really carry the story through. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm a little bit too old to be reading the book for its pictures, right? But, um, <laughs> but, but in this case, I'm so taken, I was so taken with the photographs that I found myself looking at the photographs before reading the stories, and, and that was true going from cover to cover, and then... Only after I decided to read certain stories did I understand almost that there are reading guides at the end of each, let's call them chapter, at the end of each chapter. What, what, what was your goal in having these guides at the end of each story, at the end of each narrative? It was so interesting that you asked that. You know, I gave an early copy of, of you know, the manuscript that I was working on to a friend to read, and she was basically, she was so enjoying them, or she, she was finding them so meaningful that she just plowed through them. Like, she just kept reading chapter after chapter after chapter, and she kind of just, like, felt a little overwhelmed by it. <clears throat> and I realized that we, the, the point of these, of these chapters, it's not so that they're so literary, or it's not that, you know, we're telling fiction. These are real-life stories, um, and the content can be heavy. Not every chapter, but a lot of it can be pretty heavy and intense. And I, I, wanted, to remind, um, I wanted to remind the reader that the primary reason why we do this work is for clinical reasons, which is that we're, we're trying to teach our readers, both on the project and in the book, something about meaning-making and how we can learn from each other and how we can heal from the things that we share. And so... Um, 
I wanted to remind people to pause and to reflect on not just the story or the details of the story or that person who becomes a character in a book, but really on what that person was trying to say and what that person was trying to give over, the meaning that they made, and how it kind of affects us in the larger community. So it's so it's so amazing that you mentioned that because, you know, there are plenty of books that you sit down with on a, on a Yontif afternoon or a Shabbos afternoon, and you, you can't put it down. You read a cover to cover. Layers isn't like that, and not in a not in a negative way, but in that each story deserves to be absorbed and then reflected on. It deserves to have its moment, and then you think about it. It shouldn't this this almost shouldn't be a book that you can read cover to cover. You need as the reader and. You almost have a responsibility to each woman with each of their stories to stop and take a beat, to stop and recognize what that woman went through and the fact that she couldn't talk about it. And for that reason alone, we have a responsibility. You know, there's always a reader responsibility, in my opinion. In this case, you have the responsibility as the reader to stop and reflect on those two truths, that this woman went through this and that she couldn't go through it and that she couldn't discuss it. And and I, I, I almost appreciate the fact that you built in stop signs. You built in pauses these 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 gray pages in the book in which there are reflective thoughts and questions require me to stop and put down the book a second and i and i appreciate that because if i was able to blow through this book cover to cover i don't think this book would have been what you wanted it to be yeah i mean that could be i i appreciate you saying that and listen you know people are going to read it how they're going to read it there are some people who've given me the feedback that they have read it cover to cover in a shabbos and it was like a beautiful experience for them, and they enjoyed it. They found it meaningful, and they just wanted more and more and more, and, I, and that's, that's awesome. And there are certain people that <clears throat> need to be responsible with their media intake and what they're, you know, they need to be sensitive to their own, <laughs> their own soaking up of other people's emotions, and they need to take it slower. And then, there's, and then what you're pitching, which is that, you know, we, we have the opportunity to chew on it a little bit. Mm-hmm. I think that they're all great options, and, and it's, it's important. But, yeah, those, those stop signs, those pauses, uh, a comma, if you will, right. um, I thought that they were important. It was a reminder that we're reading this for a bigger purpose, for sure. A hundred percent. And I sort of felt like you, as the trained therapist, was saying, okay, Miriam, now put down the book and think about what you (laughs) absorb right absorb what you just read and think about it for a second you know i want to mention two things number one i want to mention that there the the book is um is dedicated to not your dedication but the book is dedicated to a young woman who is mentioned as as her life she did not spend as much time on this planet as we would have hoped for her um, is probably the best way to explain it. And, and she was, um, from what I understand, a, 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 a beautiful, beautiful light whose, whose light was dimmed much too quickly and had her own demons that, that, the, that there were lots of struggles with. And I thought it was incredibly beautiful that this book that champions the struggles and the discussion of a variety of different very sensitive topics that this book was dedicated to her, I thought was quite beautiful. Yeah, I mean, I, when I found out that the, that the book was being, the, you know, <clears throat> part of the book was being sponsored in honor of Bacheva Stadlin, I, I was just so, I was so moved and honored 
to, um, <clears throat> to, to do this work in her name because I don't think that there could have been a more fitting, more appropriate tribute um, or, or, or energy or soul behind putting this book out into the world. So it was, it was a tremendous honor. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. And I also want to discuss for a second um, the, the, your, your experience as a photographer and as a photojournalist how much I, I know that that in reading your introduction and how much time you spent going through each photograph with each woman and and working on whatever f- anybody felt needed to be worked on both in the narrative and in, in in the written section and both in the in the pictures how much of that photography is you speaking here as well oh i think it's huge um what I love about it is it gives me the opportunity to show this person through my perspective. Meaning, there's not a lot of me in this book. You don't hear my voice a lot. You hear my voice in the introduction, um, but the photographs the photographs are me in the sense that it's it's the way that I see the women is how I'm portraying them. But it's really a tremendously collaborative effort. Meaning, I literally show the photographs in the camera as we're doing the photo shoot every single, every single step of the way. So it's a tremendously collaborative process, but um, the way that I see them is that I just, I have so much love for these women, so much gratitude and appreciation, and, and I see them for their resilience and their strength, and I'm just so inspired by them. And I'm, I just love that I get the opportunity to portray them in the way that I see them, which is just with these love goggles, <laughs> for <laughs> that, sure. That's a great. That's a great phrase, love goggles. Let's also, for a minute before before I, I run out of time, let's talk about the cover. There are four women mm. with four distinct faces on on this cover, and speaking to the layers. I mean, pictures pictures often deceive, and and there's there's one woman specifically who I'm thinking of on this cover who passed away. And her yeah. and her story and her fight through cancer and her with a wig and then without a wig in in her narrative is so strong and so important that I wonder I, I wonder did you choose to include her on the cover before she passed away or this was your homage to her and saying we remember you no it was it was an homage to her. I just, she was, she was a, a role model for me in the, in the, in the, in a darker time in my life when I was sick, I found her blog. And when she, um, very ill with cancer, I used to follow her and follow her writing. And I was so inspired by her. And then we connected when I got to Israel and when it was time to write this book, and um, I reached out to her and asked her if she'd want to participate. And she said, yes, but I didn't realize how ill she was at the time. Ugh. And, we did this interview on the phone, and then I went to see her in person, and she said to me, um, Shira, I'm so proud of you. I can't wait to see this book on my on my shelf. Oh. And I, I just knew that she wasn't going to make it. So I went home, and I thought about it, and I asked her if we could publish this story first on the magazine so we could fundraise for her treatment. And she said, yes, of course, and we did that. Um, and she lived another eight or nine months. And at her funeral, her father quoted the last, piece of the funeral, her father spoke and quoted the last line of the chapter that she said to me that we wrote for you all in this book. And I, I, can't, I can't quite describe what that meant to me, how, uh, how painful, how beautiful, how, 
how huge, monumental it was, transformative, really, in my life. I have mm. a photograph of her, right? But I have, a, I have a series of photographs of, you know, some of the women that I photographed over the years, and she's right next to my desk. And I look at her every day, and I just know she's just that energy. Her energy is, she has propelled me so far in, in, in my work and, and in, my, in my own healing, and I, I, I want to, that was definitely an homage to her. But I also want to give a major props to Tony Bayer from the current mm-hmm. team who, who designed this gorgeous cover because um, it, it's everything that I wanted it to be. Tani is one of those unbelievably talented people. Just unbelievably oh, yeah. talented. Yeah, it's it's yeah. really incredible. And shout out to everyone at Corin, of course. Um, we certainly, I mean, I haven't seen Yehudit in a long time, and this this ocean is further apart. But um, but everyone at Corin, that they, they are they're great, and this is certainly the right home for a project like this. Shira Lincoln. Oh, it was the best. Yeah, I'm sure. I I can only imagine. Shira Lincoln Sheps. Again, from the Layers Project and author of Layers, Personal Narratives of Struggle, Growth, and Resilience from Jewish Women. I, I call a kavod to you for this incredible endeavor. Uh, I can only imagine that you there have already been requests for Layers 2 and Layers 3. <laughs> and, um, you know, the, Susie Fishbein once said to me that after she finishes a book, she takes a day off and then she starts the next one, which I always thought was a great <laughs> attitude. I, I am not giving you more work. I'm just telling you that I know that you know that there are plenty more stories to be told. And I wish you continued Hatzlacha, continued Hatzlacha in all of your great work. And thank you for giving voices where there were none. Thank you so much, Miriam, for having me. And you're right. I'm definitely thinking about book two, three, four. It's on my mind. (laughs) I'm sure it is. Stay safe. I (laughs) wish you and your family a good Shabbos. I mean, thank you. You too. Thank you so much. You've been listening to That's Life here at the Nachum Siegel Network. The afternoon continues. The live lunch hosted by Nachum Siegel begins in just a few moments. Throwback Thursday at 1 p.m. Encore of JM Rewind at 4. And then the Arab Shabbos show hosted by Mark Zamek begins at 7 p.m. tonight. Of course, 6 a.m. tomorrow morning. Don't miss the weekly update. Don't miss JM in the AM starts at 6 a.m. tomorrow morning. And then the weekly update with Malcolm Holmline is at 7.40 a.m. Yep, every minute is going to be packed with that weekly update. That is for sure. Of Rami hosts Saturday Night Seagull, Motsay Shabbat starting at 9 p.m. Matis hosts JM Sunday, Sunday at 7 a.m. Eastern time. Folks, today we're closing with, uh, I don't want to call it, call it an oldie but goodie, but a song that is certainly resonating right now. We're closing with Shweki's Vahisha Amda. If ever a message there was, this is it for today. That's life, everybody. Bye, guys.
Thank you. 